Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah, and it is a pleasure to welcome you to my chair. Every weekday, we will meet here to reflect on a passage from 1 Peter. If you'd like to dive deeper into this book, I encourage you to find our reading plan on YouVersion. Simply download the YouVersion app from your app store, and then just type Who is Grace into the search bar and select the 1 Peter plan. A challenge from the reading plan that I want to encourage you to try is to read or to listen to the entire letter, start to finish, in one sitting, once a week. I promise it's worth it, but I also know that that sounds like a lot. To help you with that, I recorded a reading of all five chapters, and you can find that on this podcast. Just look for the episode titled, First Peter, The Whole Darn Thing, and push play while you're in the car, doing chores, or taking a walk. Right now, let's dive into First Peter. On this beautiful fall day, let's read 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. A couple of beautiful things are happening in these verses. First, I'm imagining Peter composing this letter. He knows that these Christians have found salvation in Jesus, and he knows that life is going to get harder for them. And he knows they need hope. He knows they need encouragement. He knows they need each other. Today, we live in an individualistic culture where we make our own decisions and figure out things for ourselves and stand on our own two feet, etc., etc. But Peter's audience lived in a collectivist culture. In part, this is what made it so hard for them to reject their culture and reject their traditions to follow Jesus. We can't forget that as we read this letter. There would have been less personal reflection and much more communal reflection on Peter's words. So, They're together to hear what he's written. And at this point, they're reading his tone shifts from theology and command to calling them into a deeper relationship with one another. Peter isn't the only New Testament writer who does this. Jesus did it. Paul does it. James and John, too. Did you know there are somewhere around 61 another verses to help the church understand how to live out their salvation and calling together? Almost 60. And this one here, it's a big one. Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Other translations say deeply. So not just tolerate each other or just put up with one another or be nice to one another, but love and do it deeply. What exactly does that mean? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read things like this, I want to measure how close or far I am from God's standard. I don't think that's the heart behind it, but it is my gut reaction. And even so, how do we know what deep love for one another is? What does it look like for the church to love one another from the heart? Before we go there, I find it fascinating and beautiful that Peter follows this by immediately reminding them of their salvation through the word of God, and that it is a seed within each one of them and within each of us, not a seed like grass or flowers that will fade and die, but an imperishable seed that will grow. And this excites me so much. To know that I have Jesus in me and Jesus is the word and that the seed of salvation will grow, that I will become more like Jesus, that I will reflect his image more and more, that's incredible. And it's really the only way each of us grows in love for one another. Listen to three verses from the Gospel of John where Jesus talks about love. 
First from John 13, 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John 15, 12 to 13. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. John 17, 26. Jesus is praying in this one. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Maybe it wasn't easy for Peter and the other disciples to love one another. I mean, they were all different. Jesus seems to return to the theme of love often when he talks to them. And maybe Peter has learned a lot since those days. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been growing that seed and increasing his love for his brothers and sisters, broken as they are. And maybe he knows that the more they love one another, the stronger they will all stand as they face rejection, criticism, and persecution from the world. And maybe we will be stronger too if we learn to love one another deeply from the heart, even though we're different, even though we're not all made perfect just yet. Maybe if we let the seed of love grow rather than the seeds of difference or rights or personal opinion or selfishness, maybe, just maybe, we will be a better reflection of the Savior who died for us. Jesus, how you love us and how you want us to love one another. It's hard for us. It's hard for us to reflect the love that you poured out for us, that you would go to the cross, that you would die for us. It's hard for us to reflect that, but I just pray that you would fill us with your spirit today, that you would put an opportunity in our path for us to love someone deeply even if it's hard. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can always access Grace's daily read plan and additional resources like small group curriculum at whoisgrace.com forward slash read. If this time is meaningful for you, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so others can find it too. I look forward to meeting you at my chair again tomorrow. God bless.